The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I'm your host, Mike Patria. Here to break down this wonderful game four that we have coming off of a nice Bucks win. Uh, even, you know, making the series a little bit more enjoyable uh, despite what, what everybody uh, said on Twitter, I guess, when, when these Suns went up 2-0. But uh, nonetheless, it is July 14th. It's a great Wednesday here. Got some action to talk about. Really excited about this card now that we have a 2-1 series. Uh, Bucks showing some life in that last moment. Big, big win. Blowout win. Uh, and let's, you know. The, the strategy behind my lineups last time seemed seemed to be uh, pretty good in that last one. Uh, I had that blowout win kind of not predicted, but I had the Bucks winning by a significant margin, so that that helped out when we only went to the likes of you know Jay Crowder and some of these other ancillary Suns pieces. Loaded up on a lot of these Bucks, played that Giannis play, didn't have him in that captain spot. Nonetheless, uh, still managed to profit. So looking to keep that momentum going into this slate. Like I said, pretty excited about this card. I'm expecting. Uh, much of the same, maybe not a blowout, but you know, we always talk about how you want to game script these. I got the bucks winning this one, but before we jump into the action, before we jump into prices, let's, let's give a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor over at my bookie guys, head over to mybookie.ag. When you head over there, if you're not a member, sign up. And on that initial deposit, you'll see a little promo code box, put in hoop ball, H O O P B A L L. And they will match your deposit up to $1,000 by 50%. So that is free money that you can play with. And listen, my bookie, it's not just NBA betting. It's all betting. You can do anything you want over there, whether you want to parlay some action. You can even head over to their fully-fledged casino platform. Yeah, you heard me correctly. Fully-fledged casino platform. That is blackjack, table games, slot games. You name it. You can play poker. They have a little bit of everything over there. So, guys, head over to mybookie.ag on that initial sign-up. Use that promo code HOOPBALL. That is H-O-O-P-B-A-L. L. So we're going to dive right into things. We're recording this probably right around the middle of the afternoon right now. So not much has changed. We're not waiting on too much information. The line hasn't moved at all. The game's coming in at a 219 and a half game total. Bucks favored by three and a half here. Again, this is the second game uh, on Milwaukee's home court. Looking to hopefully even the series up 2 2 because, you know, maybe, maybe you're not hoping that if you're a Suns fan. I don't have any horses in the race, but I like to watch good basketball and I want to see as much basketball as possible. So. I'm kind of rooting for the rooting for the Bucks as of right now until the series gets a little closer, and then I will again pull my horses out of that race. I just want to see some great hoops. But jumping into this one, looking at the you know that big Millie Maker, uh, we're not gonna say big Millie Maker, but the big uh, DraftKings contest that we saw uh, on that last slate took down 250k. Uh, the captain spot was filled by Giannis, and uh, you hear me say it often. That's usually not the way I go. I try to spend down a little bit on the captain spot, but. It just goes to show you that when the cards or the chips fall in the right spots, you could get Giannis in there. Now, am I doing that on this slate? I don't think so. Uh, I may throw out maybe just one lineup or something like that, but I still don't feel too confident in some of these ancillary options that you need to throw in there. And you're missing out on a lot of these other studs uh, if you do that as well. But Giannis is absolutely always in play. You don't need me to tell you this. He's going to be the highest scorer on the night. He's predicted to be the highest scorer on the night pretty much every night that he plays. We're talking back-to-back games with at least 69 DK points. So, uh, yeah, that will do it for you if you got him in the captain spot. That will do it for you. But you're paying a significant price tag up there as well. Uh, his price at 12-2 in just the utility spot. And when you go up to the captain spot, 18-3. So 
Uh, a significant margin, about $2,700 higher than the next player in that captain spot, who is Devin Booker. Now, some other of the options that I like uh, outside Viannis, I think that's a gimme. Uh, I'm probably going to continue to avoid Drew Holiday. I know Drew Holiday had a great game in that last one. He looked good. He shot well from the field, which has been uh, kind of the crux of what's been going on with him so far in this series and in this playoffs. But, uh, you know, I just don't think that it's it's an option I really want to go to. I'm going to stick to my guns right there. I'm not saying, you know, fade Drew Holiday if you, if you had interest in him before listening to the show. Uh, that's just my approach to it. Simply because, you know, he's the world-class defender. You hear me say it, I will never not harp on Drew Holiday's defense. And when it's needed, it's going to be there. He's going to be the guy that's pressing Chris Paul as much as possible in full-court sets. And it just takes a lot of energy. We, we've, we've seen this happen with some of these great defenders uh, over the years is when they're spending 40 minutes trying to lock up some of the top opponents and top options on the other team. You're going to be a little less, uh, you're going to have a little less energy on offense, you know, especially when it comes down to the fourth quarter. Ladies are starting to get a little bit more tired, things of that nature, especially for jump shooters. So I don't think I'm going to go to Holiday. Uh, we kind of saw that big game come in a game where he played big minutes, uh, but not the Sun starters. The Sun starters didn't play big minutes. One would think maybe if Chris Paul played an extra seven or eight minutes, if Devin Booker played an extra seven or eight minutes, uh, maybe some of that offense gets slowed down because he has to focus more on defense. So I'm going to continue with my game script and my game theory in that regards. And uh, in terms, it's going to have me pivot over to Chris Middleton. Middleton struggled shooting from the, the floor in that last one. Uh, nonetheless, still put up 38 DK points with that struggles. Only shot 6 of 14, 3 of 7 uh, from 3. But he still managed to put up 18, 7, and 6. So I'm, I'm all for Chris Middleton. As of right now, uh, I do have the game uh, game script going towards the Bucks winning. So he's the guy that I'm probably going to be looking at the most in my captain spot. If not him, there's another option on the Suns that we will get to when we get to that other side of the ball that I do like. Uh, outside of the main three guys, who else can we look at? Brooke Lopez only played about 24 minutes in that last, I'm sorry, 21 minutes in that last one, only put up 15 and a half DK points. Now, uh, it was a 20-point win. We saw Bobby Portis play a little bit more. If the game stays closer, do we see a little bit more Brooke Lopez? Probably, because DeAndre Ayton on the other side only saw 24 minutes. Uh, you know, you don't need to play as much Brooke Lopez if there's not going to be DeAndre Ayton. They don't need to match that size. They can actually get away with, you know, putting Bobby Portis there, shifting Giannis over to the five. They can do multiple different things. But with Ayton out there, if Ayton's playing 30-plus minutes, I would expect to see Brooke Lopez at least get that bumped up to uh, the closer to the high 20s, like that 25 to 28-minute range. So he's still an option for us at 6,200. He's not my favorite option. I think he makes for a better tournament play. Not somebody I'd probably be looking at in my captain spot either, just looking at this Bucks offense. It gets funneled through the three bigs. Uh, you know, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis, these guys were pretty much the only guys outside of Bobby Portis in double-digit shot attempts in the last one, and that's what we're looking for. Uh, we're looking for that culmination of high scoring, uh, a guy that can easily get us 40, or somebody that's going to be able to chip in a whole lot of ancillary stats, whether it's steals, blocks, rebounds, assists. Uh, I like to tend to lead in a little bit more towards scoring when I'm looking at these showdown slates, a little bit more predictable. Middleton is a guy that I think can go out there and give us 30 to 40 real-life points tonight. Super interested in him. Looking at some of these ancillary pieces, I touched on Bobby Portis. He came out. He played great. Uh, 18 minutes, put up 22.5 DK points at 11-8. and eight. Again, he wasn't playing all of his minutes in a blowout. I'm not saying that he was, but uh, it was a 20-point game. It was a game that Brooke Lopez had the lowest minutes total of the series so far. So I, I don't want to chase the Bobby Portis, especially with the price bump. He's at 5,400 right now uh, in that last game. A little bit cheaper, so we were able to get away with it. 52, and in the uh, two previous games, 32. So I don't think I'm going to chase the Bobby Portis game. In fact, I might just go to a guy like Connaughton. I talked about him in the last one. Uh, he's been playing big minutes. He's only 4,200, played 30 minutes in back-to-back -back games now. Uh, and just about every game so far during this series, 
Uh, he's played significant minutes now. It's all about the shot attempts for him, and if the shots are falling, and they have been. He's been shooting very well from the field. Uh, shot three of five in the last one, two previous games of that. He shot at least 50% from the floor. He's going to get some run. They're going to need his spacing. I'm all for Connaughton. Fair price tag at 4200 He's one of my value plays I'd be looking at. And the only other other value play, I guess, in the Bucks that we could consider would be P.J. Tucker, which I'm not always a fan of just because P.J. Tucker, you know, minutes equal money in this. Uh, it's not that way necessarily with P.J. Tucker, though. He know that he's going to be spending a lot of his time on defense, very little shot attempts, uh, and you'd be lucky if this guy's taking seven or eight shots. That, that's a high-case scenario on most nights. It's somewhere between three and five actual shot attempts. But he's been shooting well nonetheless. There's just a couple other options, very similar price tags. Uh, on that Suns team, where if I need a dumpster dive and get down that low, I prefer to go that way. And if you are looking for just like a GPP dart throw, uh, one that I've been using is Jeff Teague. He came out and played 14 minutes in that last game. Looked great. Uh, Jeff Teague looked absolutely fantastic, uh, despite not even hitting a shot. Shot 0 for 4 from the field. Uh, didn't hit his three point, the one three-point attempt that he tried to connect on. Uh, but he looked good. And listen, I'm not playing Drew Holiday. So if I'm game scripting and if I'm looking at things in GPPs, I have to look at, let's say, you know, if something happens to Drew Holiday, uh, who would get those minutes, whether it's an injury, whether it's foul trouble, whatever it may be. And that would be Jeff Teague, in my opinion. So uh, just, again, a GPP dart throw. Don't feel anything confident. Don't lock this guy into your cash lineups. Don't just sub him in every single lineup that you have. Uh, that's probably a losing recipe. But at this point in the year, I like to take these GPP dart throws in these kinds of contests. I don't feel as confident in my cash games when I'm looking at single entry type games. And with tighter rotations, the guys that are earning 14 to 15 minutes are a value play. So those are the guys that, you know, are going to be the lower owned guys that we can play in these GPPs. Now, shifting gears, uh, going over to the Suns side of the ball. Uh, Suns came out a little flat in that last one. They packed it in pretty early about, you know, Almost at the beginning of the fourth quarter, we kind of saw a lot of their starters just sit. I mentioned that Aiton only played uh, 24 minutes total. Booker only played 29. Chris Paul was down there only playing about 20. Uh, he, actually, I'm sorry, he played 34 minutes. So Chris, Chris Paul was the one guy that actually in that starting lineup that continued to play. But this is a good chance to bounce back. There's been plenty of time off in between these two games, which I think is going to be super important for a lot of these players, including including Chris Paul, including Giannis. Some of these, uh, you know, I want to say older guys because Giannis isn't old, but uh, guys that were he's dealing with a nagging injury and Chris Paul can use a couple days off. That's always going to help a veteran guy like Paul when preparing. Uh, the dude is a mastermind genius. He's a floor general. You give Chris Paul several days with Monty Williams to prepare. They're going to come out with something. So that's why I kind of set off the rip. I do expect the Bucks to win this game on their home court. I just don't expect it to be a 20 point margin. I would probably put it more around a uh, five point game somewhere around there. Four to five point game. I think the Bucks would still cover the three and a half point spread. But. Enough where we can get some options on this Suns team. You can even look for some of these options in your captain spot. So you heard on that last podcast that I did, I had them winning by a significant margin, which made it so I didn't want to play any of these guys in my captain spot from the Suns team. I just had the Bucks just basically going out there and doing their Bucks thing. Now, in this case, I do think there's some options. I'm going to stick with my guns on the Devin Booker over Chris Paul. That did not work out for me in that last one. Uh, Devin Booker just shot terrible. He did not look like himself. 3 of 14 from the field. 1 of 7 from deep, which... We've talked about it. The two best ways to attack this Bucks team is with your big men in the paint and with your shooters from the outside. Uh, you're not going to usually win this, uh, win the game against the Bucks in that mid-range outside of Chris Paul with his uh, unbelievable godlike fadeaways that he does from about 18, 19 feet that, uh, despite what analytics say, are a great shot attempt for him. The dude just knocks him down at an elite level. But I'm looking for a good bounce-back game from Booker here, looking for him to step up. 
So a 10-4 in the utility spot. I definitely have some interest in Booker. Uh, do I like him more than Middleton? No, I still think Middleton outscores him, but there's no reason why we can't get both these guys in our lineups if we wanted to. Now, Chris Paul at 9,600, definitely a rock-solid option for us. Not going to tell you not to play him. I just, I'm probably not going to lean there. I, I have to spend my money wisely. I think, you know, looking at the top options that I want, I told you guys I want to play Middleton. I want to play Giannis. I want to play Booker. And then we'll get to the other son that I want to play that's pretty priced up as well, which I'm probably pretty certain that you've already guessed by now. So I just don't think I'm going to have the money for Paul. Now, is does that mean I'm not going to have him at all? No, I will. I'll, I'm just expecting to be a little bit under the field compared to others. DeAndre Ayton at 8,400. Now, that's the guy I want. Uh, Ayton has been an absolute beast throughout this entire series. Uh, another game where he shot unbelievable percentage, 8 of 11. Only played 24 minutes and managed to put up 32.3 DK points. And he's just been having his way with the interior, continuously putting up 40-point games, it feels like. This was like one of the first games uh, where we haven't seen a 40-point game from him in a while. But uh, I'm expecting big things, uh, big things from Aiton. Lopez just can't really deal with his bag of tricks. Uh, we're kind of seeing it time and time again. Uh, he's playing smart, smart basketball. Monty Williams is getting the best out of him, having Chris Paul set these pick and rolls up, uh, and he's just cleaning up the glass when it's appropriate. So 8,400, he's probably my favorite son if I'm looking at anybody in that captain spot because if I'm not playing Middleton in that captain spot, I could play a guy like uh, DeAndre Ayton, and then it allows me to save. Uh, I can go and spend up a little bit more. Maybe I don't have to play guys like uh, you know, Frank Kaminsky, Torrey Craig, Jeff Teague. Uh, none of those guys need to be options necessarily. If you play a guy like DeAndre Ayton up there, uh, you can bump it up a little bit, end up getting to, you know, your PJ Tuckers or your Cam Johnsons with the leftover money. Macau Bridges coming off of a down game. Uh, that was the right fade for us. I, you know, anytime a guy's coming off of just like a career high, pretty much in points, let alone, uh, you know, Macau Bridges, uh, you don't want to chase that, you know, cause that's where the ownership's going to go. And if you could take advantage on the ownership, it works, and it worked for us well in that last one. I'm probably going to continue to fade him. I uh, just don't feel like I need to go there. I think that the Suns are going to try to play just, you know, they're a good team, basketball team, so it's very rare that you just see one guy or two guys go out there and just carry them. Uh, they have a very, very fundamental team. We saw that with their passing ability. Uh, they will wait for their guys to get the best shots, and they have no problem doing that. Now, I still think that if they are going to be the big games, we know where they're going to come from, and I just don't think it's going to be coming from Bridges. Crowder came out and just shot the lights out of the gym. Back-to-back -back games now of 30-plus 30, uh, 30 DK points. Shot 6-7 from the field. All of his attempts were actually from deep. He did not take one shot attempt from inside the three-point line. Uh, I love playing me some Jay Crowder. I think he's a good option at 6,800. We could definitely turn that way. He's just going to keep playing big minutes. He's a fundamental part of this team. He kind of does that junkyard dog stuff that just doesn't show up in the box score. But uh, when he's ready, when his number's called, and he needs to take that three-point shot, he's, he's not shy. Uh, and we saw that several, several times throughout this series already because he hasn't been shooting well uh, from deep. Uh, first game of the series went 0 for 5, and then he bounced back now. Over the past two games, he has shot 9 of 12. So he's back on track at 6,800. I prefer him over Mikhail Bridges. He's $800 cheaper. I prefer him over Brooke Lopez for $600 more compared to some guys at this price range. If we're looking at some of these ancillary options or some options where we might be able to squeeze some value out, Cam Johnson has just been an absolute stud uh, at 3,800. That's a little too cheap for a guy that's routinely outscored PJ Tucker every single game this series so far, and he's only $400 more. So that price tag and that price difference is kind of what's keeping me off of Tucker. For only $400 more, you can get the guy that has a little bit more upside, and he's shown a higher floor every single game this series. So there's no reason not to, not to, excuse me, not to like some Cam Johnson. 
campaigns another option play 25 minutes in that last one would not expect another 25 minutes don't read into that that's a 20 point loss but he's definitely a rock solid option i just prefer to play cam johnson over campaign again campaign is 4600 cam johnson's 3800 and every single game this series cam johnson's outscored him we're not worried about position eligibility we're playing showdown slates everybody's a util so don't even think about it uh for me it's easy it's an easy call cam johnson over campaign and then we can look at some of these super cheap value options with uh, Dario Saric remaining out for the season, uh, likely into next season. Frank Kaminsky played 14 minutes in that last one. Torrey Craig played about 15. A couple of those minutes could be attributed towards the blowout. I'm leaning more Torrey Craig. I think Kaminsky might have saw a few extra minutes due to Aiton's limited minutes. Aiton, again, only played 24 minutes. But Torrey Craig is kind of like a, a little bit of a switchblade. Also a guy that played on this Bucks team for half the season. So for those who do not know, no matter what happens, Torrey Craig gets a ring. Uh, he gets a ring with the Bucks. He gets a ring with the Suns. This guy's walking home a champion, uh, walking home with a championship ring regardless. But uh, after that scary knee injury, came back, played the very next game, didn't show too much rust. Now, he's not a high point per minute guy or anything like that. He's actually very similar to P.J. Tucker. Now, if we knew in all even worlds that him and Kaminsky were going to get the same amount of minutes, I would prefer Kaminsky. But my thinking is that it's not going to fall that way. I think Craig is going to see a few more minutes. I expect Kaminsky to probably be more around that 7 to 10-minute range instead of 15. And then I can still see Craig floating around that. You know, I would say his his floor is probably 8 to 10, and he could get that 15 again pretty easily. So I don't mind going to Craig if I need to dumpster dive and go for somebody that that cheap because after, outside of him, there's not much more you got interest in. You're not going to anyone like Jordan Nawara or Thanis Antetokounmpo or Abdul Nader. Uh, you're not playing any one of these guys. So if you have to dumpster dive, Craig and Jeff Teague are probably the two cheapest guys I would look at on this slate. And that's kind of how I'm just building my lineups. I'm kind of mixing and matching. I'm just you know, feeling what works best and trying to feel as confident as I could with all the guys. But if you are playing your GPPs, don't be afraid to take some chances. Uh, you don't always want to go with the chalky, chalky options because, hey, bottom line, it's it's not going to help you in the ownership perspective. And B, wants to split $250,000? I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I would love it, actually. I take that back. I would love to split $250,000. But that's all I got for you guys. Just wanted to give you a quick little synopsis of what i was looking at how i'm breaking everything down nice little 18 minute podcast hopefully you guys have some time to listen to this and and adjust and tinker and do whatever you need to do uh, to get ready for tonight's game it's gonna be a fun fun one to watch so uh, make sure you guys tune in if you guys have a moment you can give me a follow on twitter at mike apatria m-i-k-e-a-p-o-t-r-i-a and then go uh, go on itunes go on stitcher spotify iHeartRadio, wherever you might be listening to this give us a thumbs up give us a rate review uh, we appreciate it if you do. Throw some five stars in there. Let us know how we did. Let us know how we could be better. If that's the one thing I love to see. Uh, I like to get that think pool going. I like to see what we can do to change things that would overall create a better experience for all you guys. Uh, we we started by doing you know our favorite uh, mid-tier, high-tier, uh, and low-tier value plays. And I'll, I'll finish this podcast with also including those. I think I've kind of already mentioned them enough. But just to, just to circle back, uh, my favorite expensive guys – outside of Giannis, you have to play Giannis. Uh, no doubt about it. Make sure you do play Giannis. Don't get cute there. Uh, would be Chris Middleton. My favorite mid-tier option would probably be Jay Crowder because I'm just not really considering uh, DeAndre Ayton at 8,400, a mid-tier option. And if I'm looking for a value play, it's Cam Johnson at 38. And I'll throw in the caveat of a dumpster dive, like I said, Jeff T over there at 22. But thank you guys for listening. We'll be back for game five. Let's go take down some GPPs.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.